Hello everyone and welcome on Impact 10x, a podcast uncovering impact investing strategies. And today I'm really happy to have my first guest from the CEE region, Central and Eastern Europe. Magdalena Radolfa is the um, investment manager at Tilia Impact Ventures, investing in the CEE region. So if you're a founder from this region, listen in. Happy listening. Hello everyone, welcome on Impact 10x. Today I'm with Magdalena. I'm very happy to have uh, my first guest out of the CE region, uh, Central European, um, uh, Central and Eastern Europe, from Central and Eastern Europe. Magdalena, you're based out of Prague. Welcome. A pleasure to be here. Hello. Hello and thank you so much for being my guest today. Uh, and um, and yeah, we're going to deep dive into um, the fund where you are investment manager, Tilia Impact Ventures. Uh, we would love to know more about your fund. Maybe you could, you know, first introduce yourself, what you did prior to joining Tilia, and then tell us more about the fund and your investment thesis. Uh, with pleasure. So um, I'm born Czech and a behavioral economist by education. And my journey into impact investing started abroad in, in Luxembourg, uh, where I started to look into how to apply various um, behavioral and well-being and poverty traps topics into the context of developing countries and uh, started to look into microfinance at uh, institutional level, microfinance and impact finance um, within the EIB. And uh, as a consultant to um, global microfinance fund uh, in Luxembourg. At the same time, I met a um, group of amazing women, female impact angel investors, and uh, worked on various topics around social entrepreneurship and, and female entrepreneurship with them. And after a few years in Luxembourg, um, I started to ask myself a question, where can I have uh, the greatest impact? And, you know, started to look into my home country, that is Czech Republic. Uh, what, uh, how, how does the ecosystem look like in there? And what, what, could, be what could be done? And um, that was the time when uh, Telia Impact Ventures started to be prepared. Uh, and uh, the first... Uh, pioneering um, impact fund in, in Czechia and uh, in the Central and Eastern uh, Europe region. So this is when I came back in 2018 and have worked as the impact and investment manager at Telia since then. Amazing. How, how big is the team at Telia? So we are currently six people um, and we are in, um, in a fascinating um, position right now because we have... Uh, tried and tested our first pilot fund, a very small one. And after four years, um, we are uh, currently finalizing fundraising for a much larger fund focusing on the whole CEE region now. So that's amazing. Grown a bit and, you know, we're finally all becoming full time. So that's exciting times. Wonderful. Can you share a bit more about uh, your fund too? Uh, when will be the final closing and uh, what, uh, how big is it? Yeah. So, so the first closing um, is estimated to, to be in the um, second quarter this year, so in a couple of months. And um, the target size is between 25 and 32 million euros. Um, so 
approximately 10 times the first uh, small pilot fund. That's amazing. And that's the total size of the fund or do you want to do a second closing later? That, uh, that's the total size of the fund planned. Cool. Really nice. And so your focus is geographic. You, you, you want to have a geographic focus on the CEE region. Why? Yeah, this is our investment strategy because we feel there is need for uh, patient uh, risk impact capital in this region. And there is still lack of that. And we see more and more uh, great aspiring impact entrepreneurs uh, being born and, you know, growing here. So this is why we feel there is a great opportunity. And at the same time, we are a generalistic, a sector agnostic fund because, you know, the ecosystem is just being uh, born and, um, and, and growing. So um, there is not place yet for a specialized like food focused fund or, um, or any, any such kind. All right. All right. And so you invest in impacts more like generally, uh, or do you have like sub sub uh, topics that you, uh, that you invest in particularly? I mean, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. So we have uh, defined some sort of four impact themes and they can be grouped into like two, which means half of the fund will be um, invested into sort of climate, environmental, circular economic topics. And the second one is what we call social. But uh, that means we look into the, um, the, the verticals of education, um, sort of tech in public procurement, um, access to healthcare, um, all these topics. Amazing. Amazing. And in fund one, how many investments did you make? So we have made eight and the last one is just being finalized now. And for the second one, we plan around 20, 25 investments. What's your average ticket size? The average ticket size will be around seven, eight hundred K euro, ranging from uh, 300 up to 1.5 million mm -hmm. uh, for the first uh, investment. And then we have um, around 50% of the fund um, dedicated to follow-on investments as well. That's great. That's great. So you're a seed fund, right? We are, yeah. The first fund was pre-seed seed stage. And the second one will be from seed up to some early series A stage. Mm -hmm. yeah. That makes sense. Tell us uh, a bit more about, you know, what makes you different from a generalistic fund? Like, how do you, um, how are you an impact fund? How do you measure the impact also of, of these companies? Um, what's your methodology? Mm -hmm. uh, great question. So I think this is what really makes us special that we have impact at our core. Me personally, I have uh, been dedicated to impact management already since uh, my time in Luxembourg. And uh, we always look at impact first and at uh, the motivation of the founders, you know, at the problem that they're uh, trying to solve, uh, whether it's relevant and significant. And we have a proper methodology and framework uh, developed for that, um, which for the second fund is aligned with the major trends and, you know, is set by the European Investment Fund, who is going to be our investor. So we follow the, the trends of all the Western European funds. We are Czech-based, but with a global European mindset. So 
we work very closely with our um, investees and with our founders to define together um, their theory of change and um, derive the, the most important, you know, one, two, up to five indicators to be able to measure and most of all to manage the impact, to track what it, what really matters, what is important and um, uh, yeah, incorporate that into the decision making throughout, throughout the investment. And um, for that, we also set the targets um, and we monitor according to them. On a yearly basis or do you monitor on a bi-yearly basis or quarterly basis? How do you monitor them? Yeah, so most of them we monitor them on quarterly basis, but then there are some, you know, there are the like output and outcome indicators that are more easily to be monitored on a quarterly basis. But we have uh, developed some more um, thorough indicators as well that we monitor on annual or even less frequently uh, basis because they require more of an analysis. Um, and we are all about impact, but we also uh, are aware of the needs and resources of those early stage um, entrepreneurs and do not want to bother them too much uh, when they need to focus on the growth. And for that, we we choose startups that uh, align their business models with impact, you know, the, the lockstep model. So then um, um, it's easy to, to scale the impact um, alongside the business. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Um, and, um, and I mean, how do you, How are you interested, financially interested in, um, you know, in the in the impact size uh, side of, of things? Because most impact funds um, have this thing where, you know, the team cannot get access to the carried interest if, you know, the impact metrics are not met. Is it the same with you? Yeah, that's a very important uh, remark. It's the same. Our Our carry is linked to impact performance that's why we set the targets and we monitor you know the extent to which we are able to to meet the targets or our investees and our own um, like so we are motivated personally um, as the fund managers um, to meet those impact criteria that's great but is it you or an independent assessor that comes in and checks because if it's just you then obviously i mean it's biased right you can say that your portfolio companies are doing a great job even if it's not exactly the case just because you know you 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 um you you want to you want to access your carried interest so how is it how does it work like do you work with external consultants that help you that guide you and that do the assessment for you or yeah how does it work Yeah, I think it's a combination. First, it's built on trust and the relationship with the founders, you know, to really understand uh, their business and how to how to structure the impact uh, strategy, because that's what we do alongside the business strategy um, and prepare the framework. And then we have um, an independent advisory body uh, constructed of the investor representations and the EIF representations and, and um, experts in the impact management to validate uh, our impact strategy. And I mean, for, for each startup, 
um, before the deal is closed um, and the targets. So the intention is to set uh, targets that are ambitious yet achievable. That makes that makes complete sense. And um, yeah, and, and for the entrepreneurs that are listening, I mean, it's interesting to know like how you measure the impact, but it's also very interesting to understand what are your expectations in terms of financial return because we have this usual um, idea where impact funds are, you know, cannot make financial returns or very low financial returns because they focus too much on the impact. And this is like a preconceived idea that many people have in the finance world. What do you think about it? Can, can we make money with impact or, or is it uh, impossible? Well, I am and uh, my team as well. We are strong believers that you can combine these two. Yet, to be honest, I believe there are also some trade-offs in some of the areas. So there are sectors uh, that aim at more of a systemic change, um, you know, more of those social, social projects, um, also active in markets that are not fully ready. The incentives are not well established yet. And uh, there we still see some uh, trade-offs, especially in sh short-term to mid-term. In long-term, that would be di a different story. But then there are sectors uh, around climate that are so mainstream now, and you know everyone sees that there is the greatest opportunity, and, and the markets are ready, and uh, the customers, and uh, uh, legislation incentives. So um, they're more easy to, to reach, like market returns. So we have expectations on the fund level. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's 2.5 uh, um, return on the fund level. So it's a portfolio thing, right? And then it depends how we distribute it across the various sectors. And, um, and our aspiration is um, to have 10x expected return on investments. Uh, unless it is or could be compensated by major impact potential. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I fully agree with what you say. Like if you invest in, in social impact and education, for example, you know, K-12 education in, in, in Germany, uh, for example, versus uh, investing in a company that does, uh, I don't know, you know, you know, climate or ESG assessments for, for large corporations, for sure, you can have a, a huge multiple on one side and on the other side, uh, a, a more a slow growth um, because for some areas and social impact and especially social driven companies, yeah, timing is, uh, is different and it's difficult to, uh, to, to, to scale rapidly Uh, when you tackle such an important and complex subject as education. So um, I understand that, you know, if your fund is 50-50, 50 on social, 50 on, on the environment, um, that you might have higher expectations of returns for <laughs> the environmental part um, than for the social part. So how do you structure your portfolio and how do you, um, in terms of, also of, of, of timing, because I guess the social impact ones will need more time than the others. So how, how are you managing that? 
Yeah, so from this perspective, we are lucky because we are just at the beginning of our fund. So we can prioritize the, the social impact startups that we see and therefore give them more of a, of a horizon to, to mature and, and um, bring them to, to exit, right? Um, and otherwise, uh, it's also a bit opportunistic. Like, you know, we, we, we are thesis driven, but then uh, it depends on... Uh, what we can see in the market and uh, the emerging themes of, for example, mental health uh, that we have seen in the in the past few years, um, you need to react to that as a fund. Um, so, so that's it. And uh, how do we structure it? We are also limited by our investment strategy geographically. So we focus uh, half of our investments in, in Czechia and half in the Central Eastern Euro- uh, CEE region, a larger one, including the Baltics and, and Austria and uh, up to like Bulgaria. Um, yeah, so, so that's for the portfolio approach. Um, maybe last last thing to that, um, I said half of the fund to go into climate, but there are more and more specialized funds with very deep expertise. And what we are focusing on is not deep, deep tech, but uh, projects uh, sort of medium tech level that are applied to various uh, complex ecosystems like we have done one in in waste management or um, one uh, data project applied to public procurement so you know that's that's also the expertise of our team that we can work with like mid-tech projects and uh, use the ecosystem and the huge networks that we have around us uh, to help uh, boost uh, the success of of our investees Great, great. And um, and what about the timing of your fund? Like, uh, what's the uh, what's the duration of the fund? Um, or is it an evergreen fund? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> not not an evergreen not an evergreen one just yet. But um, so our um, lifetime is uh, five year of investment period plus five year of you know, holding the investments for which we expect another fund to be launched. The, the, the typical story, typical impact VC story. Awesome. Wonderful. What excites you personally as an investor? Like what are the the areas, the topics that are super exciting to you personally? So for me personally, um, they would be, I think, three. First one is the, the food systems and food security, you know, huge challenges and also like a huge contributor to the climate uh, change or climate crisis um, topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and also very dear to my heart because I think that's where it all starts, how we grow our food, the value we attribute to it and how how ourselves, how we relate to nature and um, whether we feel we are part of nature or um, excluded from it. So mm-hmm. I think it comes to change of mindset in, in these aspects. And the second field would be um, circular solutions. Also, like applying technology to various circularity solutions and um, respecting the, the cycles of nature and um, 
applying them into business. And the third one would be um, mental health. Also, given my my background in economics and um, and psychology, mm-hmm. um, I think the key to mainstreaming the change is um, the change in awareness and consciousness in people, and how you know how we how we do everything, um, business included. So, sort of connecting not only the brain but also the heart. And I think there is a um, great um, aspect of um, you know feminine uh, values applied to business and investing and we can see that that there are much more women um, active in um, uh, sustainable investing or impact investing than the traditional VC world that's very true that's very true indeed and uh, in, in terms of mental health because we talk about it how how are you as an investor protecting the mental health of your founders? Because that's also a super important topic. And I think very few investors really care about, mm. you know, the, the mental health of, of, of their founders. How do you address it? So I think it comes back to how we are as investors. Um, and we intend to be founder centric. Um and uh, like before closing the investment, we usually, you know, uh, have also informal conversations with the founders. We go for a beer and want to see whether we are fit for a long-term relationship that an investment is. And uh, we try to establish the relationship that um, can go through the ups and downs uh, throughout the life of the startup. And uh, we try to be there as investor providing the capital, but also as a supporter and a challenger if needed, or sort of um, coach or mentor, um, breaking the ice with with other investors. So we tend to be uh, quite hands-on as investors. We are also like, uh, to to some of our investees, we we provided uh, professional coaching services, uh, like external ones, so I think I think that's that's the future to take care of of our founders as well. Definitely, definitely. Especially throughout these challenging times uh, that we have uh, seen and are seeing. Mm, yeah, for sure, for sure. No, it's 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 absolutely key, and um, and uh, yeah, and I. I, I I really believe that, you know, uh, it's directly linked, mental health is directly linked to performance. So, uh, so it's really, really important uh, for, 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 you know, general well-being, but also for, for, to help them do their job properly, for sure. Yeah. And as an impact investor, we are in the game for the long term, not, not short term. And we understand, exactly. you know, that um, some challenges take time, some businesses take time. And that's why we also want to provide patient capital. Mm, within our limits right and within uh, what's requested by our investors but of um, course of course yeah and um wonderful and and where can you be reached at if you know an entrepreneur from the cee region listens to this and wants to send you their deck where where can you be found where should they go 
So uh, you can definitely find us at LinkedIn at Telia Impact Ventures or send us your deck directly at info at telia.vc. We will be looking forward to receiving your amazing business ideas and and startup uh, decks. Cool. Perfect. So 50% of uh, your investment goes directly uh, into Czech uh, companies and the rest goes into CEE slash a few uh, yeah other countries in, in, in Central and, and South and Southern Europe, right? Yeah, the link does not need to be that direct, you know, doesn't mean based in Czech Republic, for example. We are more flexible around that. We want to see some link, be it a business, uh, mm-hmm. you know, being run in the in the Czech Republic or see there are plenty of great founders who are born in the region and decide to start the, the startup in UK, for example, for yeah. obvious business reasons. So these all apply and, um, you know, we have some investment strategy, but we can be flexible around that. Okay, so you're flexible. That's good. Because I was also asking myself, like, in terms of deal flow, like, do you have lots of deal flow coming in from the Czech Republic? I mean, you know, I was, I was, <laughs> I was wondering about that. So it's it's uh, it's great that you're that you're flexible with the uh, with these uh, with um, yeah with um, these conditions for sure. <laughs> Definitely. We need to play with uh, what's available here. Of course, of course, of course. But uh, yeah, it's a very important job. I mean, to create an ecosystem in the CEE region, uh, you need you need funds, you need people like you that um, that are here to to fund ideas. So it's uh, it's the first step is really yeah. to yeah. yeah. And we really believe in the power of collaboration. And within the first fund, we have dedicated a lot of efforts into building the ecosystem, the partnerships, both within Czechia and, and the larger CE region. So we hope uh, we will be able to to bear the fruits um, in the coming years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's hope. But I, I'm sure you guys will, will succeed. Um, it's everything I, I wish you. And, um, and yeah, so... Thank you so much, Magdalena, for, for your time. Uh, uh, and uh, dear listener, if you're interested, just go on tilia.co. Is it tilia.co, your website? Tilia.vc. Tilia.vc, even better, even better. And tilia.vc or contact Magdalena directly on LinkedIn. Don't be shy. Um, and yeah, thank you so much again for your time. And um, for my listeners, see you next week for the next episode. Thank you, Magdalena. Thank you and have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.